This episode is brought to you by the Witty and Gritty 5-Minute Mini Journal. It's centered around Ephesians 6, 10-18, known as the Armor of God. Once you download this freebie, over the next 7 days, take a few minutes each day and dive into what the Armor of God is and why it's important to Christians in their daily walk. You can find this at wittyandgritty.blog. We'll link it in the show notes. Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. Welcome to episode 113. 13 things mentally strong people don't do. It's like, well, that was perfect. Look at that. Dang. We're so clever. We're so witty. And gritty. I get it. (laughs) Uh, By the way, we get asked a lot which one's witty and which one's gritty. And the answer is we're both both. So. Ha ha. There. Chew on that one for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so this is chapter two. But chapter one, we talked about. Pity parties and combating it with gratitude. So if you know any Eeyores, go back one episode and then catch up. Episode 113. Here we are. And if you're not sure if you're in that category or not, these all have statements. So mm-hmm. check those out as well. Check your tech. Check your sale. Episode 10. <laughs> <laughs> Found it way back. Right. Okay. Chapter 2. They don't give away their power. When we hate our enemies, we are giving them power over us. Power over our sleep, our appetites, our blood pressure, our health, and our happiness. Dale Carnegie. Yes, it reminds me, I can't remember where I heard it, but I'm sure I mentioned it in another episode, and so somebody out there will remind me. Someone said. They're going to (laughs) know. I won't know, but um, I heard a while back this phrase that you are a slave to that which controls you. Mm -hmm. And so being a people pleaser and high achiever, I always was looking to please anyone above me in the ranks because I want to do well and advance my career and all the things. And so I realized, like, I don't want to be a slave to the people above me, right? I want to be a respected peer. Right. But it is true. You are a slave to what controls you. And so, you know, people's expectations Mm -hmm. could be doing that, could be trying to control you, not just things like your phone or addiction, right. or anything like that, so. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get into it, so if this, if you find yourself in, in certain statements, then maybe this, this chapter is speaking to you. So, again, she always opens with an anecdote, and this one is about a monster-in-law, so if you have a monster-in-law, you're going to want to get this book, and definitely read chapter two, because she talks about how to combat the monster-in-law, so. My mother-in-law is awesome. Yes, we both have amazing mother-in-laws. We are blessed. True, true, true. Okay, so she does have a checklist at the beginning of each chapter that talks about, if this sounds familiar, you may be a if, and one of them, we're not going to read all of them, but here are a couple. 
You feel deeply offended by any criticism or negative feedback you receive, regardless of the source. Um, Enneagram one? Raising my hand. (laughs) Well, here's the nines. You go to great lengths to avoid uncomfortable emotions. (laughs) She gives the ones of embarrassment or sadness, but anything confrontational. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Other people have the ability to make you feel so angry that you say and do things you later regret. Mm. Anger triad. I see you. And this is something I've worked with on a lot over the years, so I feel like I'm better. I'm not perfect. But I, I do hear this a lot. You spend a lot of time complaining about the people and circumstances you don't like. And you often complain about all the things you have to do. So again, that idea of lots of complaining. I like those too. And that also counts if it's between your ears and not out of your mouth. So even if in your head you're like, oh, she always gets everything. Or, oh, I can't believe he got the promotion over me. All of that counts as complaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talked about this in Everything is Figure Outable miniseries, and that's episodes 40 through 51, about changing have to to get to or want to. So if you even just switch that, that will help. Yes. Before we jump into the next section, too, she talked about avoiding saying no. So again, as a recovering people pleaser, saying no is not... Uh, always the easiest thing to do. So she says, each time you avoid saying no to something you really don't want, you give away your power. And then you probably wonder why you're tired and exhausted all the time right. and have nothing to show for it. So you have not poured into yourself or had someone pour into you. Yes. Can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. Okay. And there, and then she gives a list on why there are many problems with giving away your power. And that just doesn't, I'll, I'll, that phrase kind of makes, can kind of sound funny, but it could just be you're holding a grudge and you're constantly thinking about that person who's never apologized to you. That could count as you're giving someone your power. So it's not necessarily they're making you do something. It could be just they're taking up mental real estate. Or Enneagram 2s, you're always helping others and then disappointed when it seems like no one's meeting your needs. Right. So um, giving your power away could be also your time and energy. True, yeah. So any of those things fit this, and then she does dive into that a little bit more. So if you are confused on what giving away your power looks like, we highly recommend reading the book, and we'll link it in the show notes. And one more example. Eights are pretty powerful people, but if, like, someone can set you off like a hairpin trigger, Mm -hmm. is is that the phrase, something like that, Um, then that is still... That counts. You know what? It's a baronism. We're just going to start where, like, I mess up sayings. It's fine. (laughs) So, like, if you consider yourself a powerful person, but um, your temper can just switch like that, uh, that's still giving away some of your control. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay, so, again, the problems with giving away your power, you can depend on others to regulate your feelings. So, a lot of times, Enneagram 6s might ask a lot of people the same question, like, how do you feel about... This, this situation or this scenario and they'll go, oh, well, I'd be so mad or, oh, that would make me really sad. So they're digesting all this information trying to figure out what's appropriate to feel as opposed to deciding for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you let other people define your self-worth. Yes. That one was like a punch to the gut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's hard. Um, you become highly sensitive to criticism. Again, that one's going to jump out at me, obviously, as an Enneagram 1, the perfectionist. I want it to be. If it's something that I've worked so hard on and someone's like, I don't like it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I recently had my sister-in-law look at something. I was like, please, 
I, I don't want criticism right now. I just want you to say how awesome it is. And she was like, okay. <laughs> so, again, if that's what you need in the moment, but there's that. Yes, and then you can lose sight of your goals. So, again, you might feel very busy and very productive, but then when you stop and look at your goals and dreams and aspirations, then and you're like, I'm not any closer, yeah. but I've been working hard. Right. You're hamster wheeling it. You're not moving the needle. Mm-mm. That's hard. Um, and I found this interesting, too. There's a section, she says, reclaim your power. And it says, if you have a strong enough sense of self-worth, you'll learn that you can tolerate the repercussions from getting some of your power back. Right. And so we've said before, like, not making a choice is still it's making still a choice. A choice. Mm-hmm. And so you're either going to feel resentment and, like, you're going to feel awful for giving your power away. Right. But you're also, there could also be discomfort in standing up for yourself. So either way, there's going to be some discomfort. Right. And but, the latter sets you up for success for later. Yeah. And oh, I man, feel like... not going to just say yes every time. Yeah. I feel like it's a shorter-lived discomfort. Yeah. If you don't say anything, they're going to keep doing mm-hmm. the thing because turns out they're not mind readers. Um, but Weird. yeah. So either way, it's going to be uncomfortable, but one of them doesn't have to be as uncomfortable for so long right there's a section after that about reframing your language so this whole aspect of reframing things remember that education class we took at austin college and it was about the power of positive thinking which is a a really good book and it gave you a list one of our exercises was a list of negative statements that we had to turn positive we've mentioned it before because my favorite is that's not lettuce it's cabbage (laughs) we're like what and they're like i know it sounds silly but just reframe it to where it sounds positive and even those little things like, my boss makes me so mad. Or have you heard your kid say, oh, she made me do it. Mm-hmm. Did, did she? Well, she picked I had up to. your hand and you then took the toy away? Mm-hmm. No one made you do that. And then that is also helpful whenever they're older. Oh, she makes me so frustrated. Does she make you feel that way? Because emotions are a choice. So you can choose happiness. And even adding the word yet. Yet. I can't do it. Yet. yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do it yet. I will figure it out. Right. And then the I have to versus I get to, like we've mentioned before. So, again, really think about the words you're saying or saying to your kids or saying to people you lead. Because if that's a thing you don't want them to do, then we've got to make sure we don't do it either. Mm-hmm. Easier said than done. Yes. And um, probably a sensitive subject area that this aligns with has to do with forgiveness. Yep. Right? So... If you um, are struggling with forgiveness, that can be not uh, the easiest thing. Some people have been through pretty traumatic things, and so um, she does point out that it doesn't forgiveness doesn't equal like saying it was okay. Yeah, um, there's still consequences. Yes, you don't just like free range. Let's say give someone free range to be back in your life. Um, right. They don't even have to be back in your life. But it's more about you and your emotion tied to uh, what comes with when you don't forgive people. Right. And to piggyback off of that, same with feeling shame or guilt. So again, if you are alive in Christ, then you are not supposed to feel guilty anymore or shameful of certain things. So if you can forgive yourself in that instance or whatever it was, that's going to help you there too. Yeah. Um because it could just have been an action or an event, not even a person, right. that you're giving your power away to. Mm-hmm. So just 
It's a very sensitive subject, by no means easy. She even mentions throughout this book, you know, these are some things to try, but you might need to walk through it with a therapist and your pro-therapy around here. So, um, again, if you're like, this doesn't resonate with me, maybe look at the word, like, instead of giving your power away, is are you dealing with maybe an inability to forgive yourself or something or someone for some something? How many times can I say something? Three more times. Something, something, something. Oh, man. I'd probably mess up. <laughs> if you're looking for counselors and you're in the Dallas area, we like Brave Haven. We like Sparrow House. We like Rockwall Health and Wellness. We'll link all of those guys. But also check with your insurance because sometimes insurance will also cover your counseling bill. And ask your local church, too. So even if you don't go to church, you can still be like, hey, preacher man, do you have someone you recommend? And they will help you. There are ways, people. There are ways. Yes. There's also a section called Think Before You React. And I just wrote Enneagram 8. (laughs) Enneagram what? Like any of those like angry people. Uh, But this is good practical information. So just three basic steps. Take deep breaths. Farron, remember when you talked about box breathing? What is it? Inhale four seconds, hold four seconds, exhale hold. Exhale for four, hold for four. Yes. Um, you know, start at three so you don't pass out. <laughs> but if you're working think, with little kids, maybe start at two. <laughs> yeah, I think you're supposed to try to get up to five. But, man, those are some deep breaths. Swimmers. Yeah, swimmers would be great at this. Six seconds for y'all. There's also excuse yourself from the situation. So this isn't, don't confuse this with escaping, avoiding, or disengaging. Excuse yourself means if you're in the middle of some intense fellowship with someone, you can say, can we just take a five-minute break? Let me go splash some water on my face, and we'll reconvene after that. And then take those five minutes, do some deep breathing, and get your head wrapped around words you're going to say instead of just blurting things. Key points in your example, Brooke, is calmly verbalizing what you need. <laughs> Excuse me! Two, setting an expectation <laughs> that you will be back at this time to pick it up. Um, because I think some people are afraid if they table it, they're not going to come back to it. Right. Um, but again, if you can look at after your intense fellowships and reflect, sometimes if we would have just stopped and then come back to it, it probably could have been a lot more productive mm-hmm. and caused a lot less pain. Her third tip is distract yourself. Again, this doesn't mean don't ever address it again. But if you are having, like if you're a, you like to physically exert yourself or maybe you inappropriately toss or throw things when you're, you're angry or upset, that means you probably need to go for a run or you need to go work out and get some of your physical energy out so that you can safely and wisely have a conversation. I like to, in this same section, she said, make a conscious choice to think about how you want to behave before you react to other people. Yeah. And this might be me jumping further than what Miss Amy meant here, but um, it made me think that, like, I talk to people that are like not looking forward to something because they already know how that person's going to react and how it's going to make them feel, and that's where they stop. Mm-hmm. And so if you can say, okay, I know they're going to say this, and that usually you know infuriates me, say, like, prepare yourself for that moment. When I get mad, here's what I'm going to say, whether it's excuse yourself, I'm going to breathe before I respond. Um, one of my kiddos is a challenger but show um and so she within reason safety and all the things I let her learn I tell her what she shouldn't do and she absolutely believes she should do the opposite and so sometimes I let her do those opposites and then it's kind of this unspoken okay you are right Mm 
Right. But I used to be like, go to bed with mom guilt. I blew up better again. Well, I know I was obviously right because when you become a parent, you're just right all oh, the yeah. time. Oh, yeah. The parent workbook downloads in your head as yes. you're delivering your baby. Yes, and you never make mistakes. Yeah. Um, but I would not be guilty about the actual thing we were arguing about, but it was my response. So I started trying to focus on... I know I'm going to tell her this, and she's not going to say, okay, mommy. Yes, ma'am. She is going to want to do the opposite, and I'm going to be okay with that, and I'm here to love her if she gets hurt or right. messes up, and there's not, no fixing it. And that's a perfect example of unconditional love and being supportive. You're going to you're gonna catch her. I mean, there's if you don't take care of it now like you're doing at age six, what happens when she's 18, mm-hmm. and you've helicoptered her your way to where she doesn't fall down? Yeah. So I got my power back. I wasn't going to bed feeling frustrated and guilty and like a terrible mom. Um, In the moments, Mm -hmm. I was in complete control of my feelings and emotions, and I was willing to let her do it. So that was a choice I was okay with. So, Mm -hmm. anywho. um, That's good. It's improved our relationship. Yeah, baby steps, and that's going to build trust over time, too. So she knows, oh, man. And sometimes one time. she listens. Look at that. See? Now we're like at 50-50, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe 60-40. Okay, hey. Uh, which way? Uh, hers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Baby steps. And that's all this is going to take baby steps. So, anyway. Okay. If you're upset or emotionally reactive, take time to calm down and then ask yourself these questions. What evidence is there that this is true? For example, if your boss says you're lazy, look for evidence of times when... You haven't worked very hard. Or what evidence do I have that this isn't true? Look for times whenever you've put in a lot of effort and you've been a hard worker, staying with this example. Or why might this person have been giving me this feedback? What What is causing them to say this? That one really stuck out to me too because I would take it maybe the way I meant it mm-hmm. or just so deep to heart. And a lot of times... If I would step back, I could see that it was to help me. Yeah. They wanted me to perform better. They wanted to make it easier. They weren't trying to tear me down or say I did a terrible job. It was coming from a better place than I may have received it at first. Right, and if you have that relational equity, like if your spouse comes and tells you something to grow on, it's not because they want to tear you down. They just want to have a, a better relationship with you. So don't always take it... So, personally, like, ah, nobody loves me, everybody hates me. It's more of, okay, why might they be giving me this feedback? We talked about this, like, maybe in our Enneagram series, the book Love and Respect. So, if Morgan tells me something to work on, I'm going to know, I'm going to go in my head, like, okay, what is Morgan's heart? He loves me, he cares about me, he wants a great relationship. So, this clearly is something that needs to be addressed so I can improve, so we can improve, because if... I lose, he loses too. Mm -hmm. And the last bullet point says, do I want to change any of my behavior? Which we talked a little bit about in self-pity. But the way I want to talk about this example is just because someone gives you feedback doesn't mean you have to accept it. Right. And so there's this story about a man and his donkey. (laughs) Yes. It's been a while since we shared it. Um, But this man and his son were taking a donkey to market and they walked by a group of people and they said they're so dumb they have a a perfectly good donkey why aren't they riding it you know they're both walking and so the guy puts his son up there well then they pass another group of people and they're like oh my gosh that young boy is on the donkey but his poor old dad has to walk so then they switch 
And then another group of people says, oh my goodness, that poor little boy is having to walk his grown father on the donkey. So then they both get on the donkey. And they walk by another group of people and they say, that poor donkey has two people riding on it. It looks exhausted. So then the father and son somehow tie the donkey up to like a long plank and they are carrying the donkey. And everyone's laughing at them now because obviously they look ridiculous. Um, I don't think I could lift a donkey either, by the way. Uh, but they go to cross a river, and because of this contraption situation, they lose the donkey. And so the saying is, <laughs> if you try to please everybody, you'll lose your donkey. Or you're behind. Um, because now they didn't have anything at the market to like sell and as income and bring back. So, that essentially. That's a good little story there. It's okay. very long. It is very long, but, but very well good. worth it. That's yes. why I tell it once every year and a half. <laughs> that's, that's about accurate. It's probably been a year and a half since we've said it on the show. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one, though. Okay. Here are some other ways how retaining your power will help you become mentally strong. So, again, to combat giving away your power, what can we do to become more mentally strong and retain our power? Here are some benefits of retaining your power instead of giving it away. Yes. Um, you'll have a better sense of who you are. So if you always go with the flow, nines, um, then it sometimes it's like that scene from the notebook, like, what do you want? I don't it's know. not that easy. What do you want? Or when the wife picks out the dinner location on the date night. <laughs> so I've, that resonates with me. But yeah, when you start, you know, not succumbing to everybody else's wants and needs, then you're better able to have your own self-identity right. and think about what you need. That, what you just said speaks to Enneagram 3s as well. Different motivation, same behavior. I also like when you take responsibility for your own behavior, you'll become accountable for your progress towards your goals. So you're, you're owning it more instead of like, oh, they're making me not get anywhere, or they keep rejecting my book proposal or my idea or whatever. Okay, well, what are we doing? Yep, and she goes on to say, too, that it can um, help with depression and anxiety and other mental health issues. So if your identity is wrapped up in making other people happy, there's a lot of anxiety that comes with, but what mm -hmm. if I upset them or, you know, depression? Because you can't please everybody. Right. So then it's like, why do I even bother? This is never going <laughs> to... I can't make everybody happy. You're not pizza. I knew you were going to say that, but I couldn't remember if it was pizza or chocolate. Or tacos. Oh, see? It could be any of those. Mm -hmm. Whatever your thing is. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. The next section talks about when you hold grudges. Again, this is a struggle for any gram one, so you've just got to let it go. If, if you practice forgiveness, it will reduce your stress. It will increase your tolerance to pain. Unconditional forgiveness can help you live longer. Look at that. Lots of benefits. And also, you know, if you're a Christian, you have been forgiven of everything wrong you've ever done. So let's extend it to other people. Yes. And that last one was from the Journal of Behavioral Medicine. So um, we said this last chapter, but again, this isn't all just touchy-feely things to make you feel good. Hopefully they make you feel good. Sure. Um, help you grow. But it is scientifically backed in research in the bible yay okay and then the last section for chapter two of they don't give away their power what's helpful and what is not helpful yes and so one thing from the what's helpful section is taking full responsibility for how you choose to spend your time and energy because mm. a lot of times the other person probably doesn't even know you're stewing about it right so it's that back to that whole you're drinking the poison expecting them to 
not feel well. <laughs> <laughs> Way to keep it clean, Karen. Good job. I would. Um, I liked the setting healthy emotional and physical boundaries with people. We talk a lot about boundaries in the Daring Greatly miniseries. That's episodes 28 through 38 if you are struggling with even what is that and how do I do it. Yes. And so what's not helpful... We talked about this a little bit ago, but allowing feedback and criticism to control how you feel about yourself. Again, you get to choose what feedback you think is relevant or not. Right. And so... Because they might not know the whole story. Yeah. And I think there's the saying that I'll butcher for y'all about... (laughs) Theranism. Like, whatever. You wouldn't take advice from the person. If you wouldn't take advice from the person, then why do you give their words so much power over Mm -hmm. your day-to-day life? That's a good one. Mine's back to grudge holding, choosing to hold a grudge and harbor anger and resentment. You That's... even said that angry, angrily. <laughs> I've gotten so much better at that because, again, I don't want... It goes back to mental real estate. I have better, more fun things to think about than to that one apology I didn't get from that one person 20 years ago. Like, what? What am I doing? So, there's that. All right, so that ends chapter two. They don't give away their power. Mm, which, as we mentioned, can be lots of things. So dive into that deeper and see what that might look like in your life. See you next week. Bye. We help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful lives. We love providing our Christian-based personal growth podcast to our listeners at no cost. If you are enjoying the content, please consider supporting our mission by donating to our Patreon We're a small team, creating the show for our community by researching, recording, and producing the episodes ourselves. Any amount is greatly appreciated. Your support will help offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you can receive exclusive access. For more details on specific membership tiers, visit our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash witty and gritty. We've included the link in the show notes.